0: Hello, and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast, produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I am here with Tom Spence, Nick Hare, and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing why there's no drama on YouTube. Uh, Nick, why is there no drama on YouTube?
1: Well, I don't know um so thank you uh, for listening um (laughs) i but let's start by making the claim that there isn't okay so uh, let me just fill you in on that yeah um i'm quite i I like a bit of youtube i subscribe to lots of channels on youtube yeah um and um it occurred to me only the other day that i've almost entirely stopped watching any drama at all like you know you know like actors pretending to be characters yeah. And pretending to
2: converse with one another. Like yeah. But
1: they're not really. What they're doing is they're reciting a script. It's a not their words. Script. No. Exactly. Not,
2: yeah. He only watches the Kardashians now. The, the yeah. real yeah. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I uh, want to interrupt you,
0: sorry. And yeah. um, we'll definitely come back to this. Briefly, let's just say what what do you watch on YouTube? Because I I I I refer to it quite a lot. And actually I'll kick I mean, I, I do a for me, YouTube is a kind of how-to thing. Right. So I've got lots of how to play banjo, how to play ukulele, how to play Um, guitar I think Mm. and then I've got lots of stuff to do with uh, barbecue and pizza cooking okay that's how I use YouTube have have I come into this too early I don't know Um, well I so the things that I um, tend
1: to watch are sort of mathsy theory type things okay Um, board game reviews yeah uh, cooking yeah quite a lot of cooking people Um, not people no, not actually yeah. cooking people, but people <laughs> That's very do, niche. Yeah. do the cooking yeah, um, channel. But the, my I think my the, the ones I really like are the ones that release very infrequently, sort of every six months, and are really, really good at talking about one particular thing. Okay. So the three that come to mind are a guy called Ahoy, who does these documentaries about computer games and the history of computer games, and okay. they're incredibly well done, really well researched, uh, and you get about an hour of him every six months. Ah. Um, there's a guy called Lemmy Know who does these really well-made Documentaries about specific, weird, interesting cultural phenomena. Um, it's, and it's there's a great
0: coincidence he was born with that name. And
1: Jay Foreman, yeah, who does, uh, who does this series, he's been doing this series for about 10 years, um, called Unfinished London. And everyone is about a specific, weird aspect of London's sort of urban landscape and why it's like it is. Um, but yeah, so so it's, it's a wide variety of
0: things, but but all documentaries, okay? So, knowledge gain. For mm. both of us, mine's more how to, more yours is more kind of like researchy, yeah. educative. Sort of. Yeah, um, Chris, uh,
2: nostalgia mainly. So, a lot of 1980s, uh, football, you know, pre Premier League football and football interviews. Well,
0: w- oh, really? Yes, yeah. okay.
2: so yeah, you know, Trevor Brooking and Trevor, f- Trevor Francis, Cluffy, lots of Cluffy, <laughs> yeah. love a bit of Cluffy, yeah, um, and Greavesy. Yeah yeah that that kind of stuff uh and uh trying to trying to dig out um adverts from from um you know, from when I was a kid, yeah. uh, trying to go, oh, I remember that advert. you are the only that? person seeking out more adverts on YouTube. <laughs> That's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> it's just you can't buy any of the stuff no. from them yeah. anymore. They were, uh, the uh, they were great adverts in the 80s. They uh, were great adverts in the 80s. And then the last thing is, is ha- specifically how to do something on Microsoft or Excel.
0: Okay, um, all right. And I, well, oh, me- and
2: Jordan Peterson keeps getting thrust at me. I, I must have watched about five minutes of Jordan Peterson in my life, and now every time I open up, it's like, "Do you want to watch, you know, Jordan Peterson destroy Kathy yeah. Newman or something?"
0: You know, Tom, there's no point in asking you all about TikTok, I
3: know. So, I've, no, I'm not Tom. even on TikTok. <laughs> so tell us, I'm, Tom. I'm old and wizened now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So um, what you what you what what do you, what are you watching on, on, so actually, on a, YouTube? A
3: mixture of some of the things you've described. I, I do like a bit of a uh, bit of football highlights, whether they're kind of old highlights from, you know, uh, for me, more kind of 90s and noughties games um, or relatively new ones. Uh, I like a, a good cooking video. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not cooking of people, but cooking by people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a soft spot for a kind of slow tv equivalent on youtube so you know an hour-long video of a man making a shed in silence yeah. oh it's exceptionally <laughs> soothing okay. just all you hear is just the, maybe a bit of sawing okay lovely
0: okay what an interesting group we are um actually also i quite like old bbc documentaries about royal marines things like that yeah that kind of stuff um okay nice How to play the banjo and Old documentaries about Royal Marines. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nick, I'm so sorry. I completely cut you off and go through, pick up wherever you were. Well, I
1: think that's proved the point, really, which is that, you know, if you, I think, where do I watch dramas? Really, uh, uh, very infrequently, but, you know, there's plenty of dramas that I do or have watched, um, but always on TV and on a a channel like the BBC Mm. or. Netflix. Or Does it tend to be an Amazon. actual TV? Is that what you just said? An actual, an actual TV. TV. Okay. Somehow yeah. it feels very wrong to me to watch a you know a period drama or something on 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 a on a yeah. So anyway, I just I didn't know how prevalent this was. With maybe it's just me. Maybe it's maybe it's, it doesn't seem like it. It, it isn't. Um, but is it a question of demand? Is it something to do with the uh, the way that people want to consume different types of uh, product? Is it? something to do with production uh is it something to do with just habit and culture is it a purely path dependent thing that we've got you know we're we just don't, are not used to watching dramas in that way um or is it something to do with pricing and, and the business model or, or what i don't know but i thought it was interesting not something i'd really thought about it suddenly came to me i was like why why is this so different so yeah let's let's work out the
0: answer okay who wants to pick this up
3: when nick posed this question my kind of immediate thought was time and length of videos. Because while I have admitted a soft spot for really long, slow YouTube videos, most YouTube videos are short. You know, they're 10 to 20 minutes long. Mm. actually when I I tried to do some research for this, um, finding data on popularity of YouTube videos against time was a bit tricky. But all of the guides for uh, YouTubers who make their own videos say that about 10 minutes is the optimal time for YouTube's algorithm itself. Right. Um, YouTube That's been creeping up over time Mm. uh, because YouTube wants to keep viewers viewing for longer so they can see more adverts. But 10 minutes is about what's recommended right now. Whereas I'm sure, Nick, the few dramas that you do watch on TV are probably more along the lines of an hour, right? An hour seems the norm at the moment. It is, although it's weird that when I was a kid,
1: you would have said half hour. Everything Mm. was half an Mm -hmm. hour. Um, And somehow we went, I don't know how, but, yeah, we've gone to it being an hour now.
3: Yeah. You know, so feel short-changed. If that it was, that was my kind of initial hypothesis, was that dramas lend themselves to longer time slots and people don't like longer time slots on YouTube. So in the absence of the data I was hoping to find that could confirm on like this, I looked for some supporting data. And one of those was devices. So I personally don't really like sitting with my phone holding my phone watching on a small screen for a long time. Mm. And looking at the the data on how people watch YouTube, 63% of uh, viewing time on YouTube in the second quarter of 2021 was on mobile. 12% was on desktop. So again, not normally massive screens. We're talking normal computer sized screens. Uh, 8% was on tablets. Again, relatively small screen. 3% on console and only 14% overall was on TVs or Mm. other, which are various types of TV on the whole. So people are watching on smaller screens. So that could potentially mean discomfort watching for long periods of time, or it could mean that maybe dramas need a higher kind of resolution to show more things Mm. happening in the scenes. Um, I also had a look, uh, and this follows on a little bit from what we were saying about what we like to watch. Uh, on YouTube I had a look at the length of different types of video on YouTube now one of the most successful categories of video on YouTube are gaming videos Mm. let's plays and walkthroughs and all sorts of things Um, the average length of a gaming video is the longest of any YouTube category at 24 minutes Uh so still far shorter than what we would expect Mm. from a drama Uh, things like uh, entertainment on YouTube which is probably the closest category to drama 12.9 12.9 minutes so again very short sharp bursts of it um, people and blogs eight minutes the average across all YouTube videos is 11.7 minutes
2: okay. what I see that's interesting but on the on the gaming videos and I think quite a lot of other other things the length of the video there's a sort of assumption that okay you turn on the telly you watch one program and then you turn the telly off or you know, but definitely, my observation probably of myself, but definitely of my children is when they 're watching gaming videos or uh, uh how to make slime as it was a few years ago, or you know how to do um, make d- decorate dolls or something like that, they watch video after video after video, so i 'd be quite interested to know what the viewing time. It, like in a session, you know, because my guess would be, somebody who sits down and starts using YouTube, or, d- or definitely some users, will be on there for longer than somebody who sits down and watches the telly, or at least a comparable length. Mm. Um, um, sorry, I'm perhaps
0: interrupting you both, but I think we're overlooking something really obvious and simple here. And apologise, I don't know if you had more to come, Tom. no, no, go ahead. Um, but isn't it obvious that? Um, why is it so why is there no drama or not much drama on on YouTube let's assume that's correct for a minute um, but the type of platform that it that it is and how, how the, the content is generated for it and where yeah. it's come from and you know drama because it's a high cost thing um, so you know to show an unboxing video sorry to make an unboxing video costs pretty much zero to make but to, to produce a like unboxing a ferrari yes that, and then Not it's quite right. a lot although the unboxing itself doesn't cost much no but um but if you want to do a beautiful period drama or something with paid actors and lighting and and that costs a lot but 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 it's just you know drama well, comes from this TV is what i thought yeah
1: yeah so i checked that out i was intrigued to know what the kind of you know difference in cost is obviously there is tv has a kind of there's a filtering mechanism which is that I can't just put my own 60-second video straight onto TV. Unless it's on,
3: you've been framed.
1: Uh, that's true. But Although, curiously, you can do that with Amazon. You actually, Amazon uh, Prime Video, you can make your own film. Stick really? Stick it on there. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's a fact. Okay, cool. Um, but, uh, anyway, I, I thought, well, how much does it cost to make a um, you know drama versus a documentary, for example. So, Game of Thrones. About. I'm going to b- guess
0: between six. Oh, go for it.
1: I was going to say how much per episode. I
0: was going to say a million quid per episode. Lol,
1: ten um, million. I Think ten million. Yeah. So we're talking <laughs> about this, and this is one of the most expensive programs ever made. Yeah. Uh, roughly a hundred thousand dollars per minute. Wow. To to make Game and, of and and
2: Lord of the Rings, uh, Amazon. Um, series is supposed to be i think a billion dollars for the first series wow uh which is probably which 10 is, episodes which is a bit more than 10 episodes perhaps but it's you're talking about you know maybe an o- almost an order of, room, could yeah. be
1: an order of magnitude yeah. more yeah. um but of course actually i mean you know these days an episode is often the same length as a film mm. but the blue planet which i think is the most expensive documentary ever made um, that may not be true, but but uh, it's certainly up there when you search for what's the most. But um, about three million dollars per episode, allegedly, which is fifty thousand pounds of fifty thousand dollars per minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's only half. A very particular kind of documentary. Yeah, though, that but has high
0: costs. Yeah.
1: When you well, how much does a YouTube video cost? I if you want to get a nice nicely animated, if you, there's a channel called Kurzgesagt, okay. um, which do these very nice. Uh, illustrated, animated kind of explainers of things. Uh, I have seen a claim that that costs ten thousand dollars a minute, um, because of course they're, they're they're not very long, and one would assume that they've got a, there's a lot of production that goes into them. Um, and and then I also just I sort of thought, well, how much of that is paying for quality? So I tried to find out how much. Uh, have you heard of a film called The Room? It's widely regarded as the worst, well, one of the worst films ever it's made. The best worst film ever yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because it's so it's so brilliantly bad. Um, but that was sixty thousand dollars a minute. Mm. So um, what I suppose my conclusion is: it's not dramatically different. Like a good YouTube video, actually, you know, costs. Uh, what are we saying? Costs about ten times less per minute than Game of Thrones. Whereas I think you might expect there to be a much more significant disparity um so no, anyway i'm just no, just, no, just talking no, no, about no, cost no. there isn't it's not like well, um, don't, don't well, i think it. you're
0: talking about a really small proportion portion rather of of videos on youtube that would cost that but um but anyway chris
2: yeah well i'm I just going to say i i think there's um i think it's quite instructive to look at uh other kind of older media and consumption and ask the question, for example, why don't we, or why didn't we, uh, read novels as broadsheets mm. uh, and our news as paperbacks, right? What, what, why were they consumed through different media right now? So, and I've come up with a little little theory for, for, for this, which is uh, the first thing is the setting, right? So when you read your newspaper, uh, you, it was traditionally done on the kitchen table, right? So the setting in which you were consuming it uh, enabled you to have something bigger. And, and when you read your novel, it would be in bed or maybe on the move or on a sun lounger or something, something mm, along those lines. Mm. So the setting is is, is quite key. Uh, then what you're actually consuming, so the form of w- what you're what you're looking at, and newspaper content is. Is partly visual, right? It's got photographs in in amongst it. Um, you read it kind of quite promiscuously. So you 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 know, uh, uh, do I want to read that article? You scan the headlines. They didn't have scrolling then, obviously. Don't forget. So you wanted to be able to see as much of your content in one go as possible. So you had this this big thing. Um, uh, a novel is a completely linear process right and, and and you read it completely so you don't suddenly go oh i wonder what's on chapter uh, in chapter 9 i'll just flick forward and have mm, you mm, go mm, go mm. through it so it, it sort of dictates the way that you that you have it and the other one which we touched on a lot uh, is cost but 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 not necessarily cost of the production but the cost of the um, the means of getting it to you. So it, so a newspaper was cheap and throwaway, right? It, but, you know, the, the famous phrase of um, uh, tomorrow's fish and chip paper, you know, that it, it, it um, and whereas novels were more expensive and they were perhaps stored uh, and shared, they needed to be m- more robust and compact and so on. So, so I think you can apply those to, um, to, media in in the um virtual landscape so if you take y- youtube you know the setting tom I was quite surprised actually that the, the, they're mostly consumed on phones because i think about it as a laptop yeah. thing that i watch on my laptop but um but nevertheless they are they're watched through some kind of uh, uh device um documentaries if that is the the content then as tom alluded to they're not particularly um visual you, you know they, they, you, you don't need to see things they're not a visual spectacle, whereas drama, drama is. Um, Netflix, you watch on TV. If you're watching drama, you, need, you want to see it on a big screen. Like, you go to the cinema to watch a film, you would watch drama on your on your TV. Um, and uh, then costs. You know, YouTube, in terms of delivering something to, to YouTube, is effectively free right you know you set up your youtube channel and, and you deliver it to deliver something to to netflix to to have a tv production company even uh, has has cost associated with it they themselves to get to customers youtube is free through to customers whereas netflix has a subscription service I, so
0: I, I do think the cost thing is important because you need to
2: recoup those costs right yeah. um yeah that's, that's right and it's through through um through adverts, so I think if you look at those things—the setting, the form, and the cost—you get you get a sense. And if you apply that to like um, uh, short-form video, uh, or uh, like um, platforms like TikTok, uh, I think the same thing is is the case. You know, you, they're definitely consumed almost entirely on on phones. Um, so that's the that's the setting. You're, you're, it's about sharing content with your mates, little little clips. You know, you don't need to view them through anything other than your your phone, and they're super cheap to make and and and, and get out there. So
1: I um, um that's prompted a thought. So I actually, I had the beginning of it when Tom was talking, just about this um, the pot thinking about the different interface possibilities, yeah. and I hadn't really made this connection with the newspaper. But that if you think about a newspaper as essentially needing to present you with a menu of things you could read and you are going to click on one of them. Mm-hmm. In the old days, we used to call it reading it. But mm-hmm. you, you basically pick the bit that you want to read. But you need actually choosing which um, which article to read is a significant element of the interaction that you have with the newspaper. You know, actually just picking the article. That's sheer, because there's so many articles and um, – and you can't read all of them in sequence, typically. And we face a similar problem with YouTube, for example. YouTube, obviously, it's user-generated content, so there's tons of it. Actually finding things to watch is quite a significant task. And really, a PC is a great way of navigating that task, right, because, because you, it allows you to see lots of things at once. And you can just move the mouse around and click on something and try it out. It's actually very hard to do that on a TV. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if there's it's purely and simply something about the interface. That, so the reason that you need a big a broadsheet is to be able to see all the options yeah. at once, and the reason you need to use a PC is because actually you need to be able to select from a menu of 30 things, potentially every minute or two, um, which you don't have to do on TV, or is it very, very difficult to do on TV? Sure.
0: Okay. Um, I want to bring in Tom. Uh, just for I do, I just do think there's a lot of... Hist- it, like legacy follow through on this as well,
3: especially with the drama where we're used to seeing it. But anyway, Tom. So I think building on uh, Chris's and Nick's point about the format, I think there's also, you've both come at it from a consumer's point of view, but I think there's also something we said from the producer's point of view. In a novel, you start at the beginning, you continue to the middle, and at the end, you finish. In a newspaper, position of the different articles is, is important their context where they are how prominent they are there's an editor deciding on those things
2: what's going on the front page is always the biggest question exactly yeah. what's getting buried in, in yeah. page
3: seven you know? um, and also what's uh, what's next to what else even within a page and that is very much something that YouTube does mm. YouTube is constantly working on where to best place videos to keep people watching, to keep people engaged and interested. Uh, what videos are going to be more successful? What appears on your front page? I mean, you already said, Chris, you, are, you get bombarded with uh, uh, suggestions that you don't necessarily want, so it may not be perfect, um, but it's an important part of YouTube's selling point. Now, interestingly, more and more TV is doing the same. Netflix and Amazon Prime also present a menu of options and they prioritize them and they want to give you the things that you want. But if you look back at more conventional uh, uh, cable or satellite television, you're not presented with that same uh, same set of choices, really. You have a certain number of channels and what is on them is on them. You mm. watch what's on it at that time or you
0: don't. Although there is still some targeting in terms of time, right? Yes of when it's broadcast. But a much
3: lower degree yeah, than on something absolutely. that's kind of served on demand absolutely. like YouTube or Netflix or or other streaming services and I think that almost gives a bit of chicken and egg mm. aspect to the uh, the formats which I think comes into what you were just slightly raising there Fraser which is are there no dramas on YouTube because there are no dramas on YouTube so if you're making a drama your first thought isn't gonna be mm. I'll put this on YouTube mm. Is Although, it just that it's so entrenched as drama's gone on television? It's a self fulfilling prophecy.
1: Well, so I've got a. I think there's this question we have to think about um, to do with the kind of returns to scale you get with producing different things that might drive length, right? So, given that I think we think length is important to do with the way that people interact in different platforms, which we've discussed, but why might it be that dramas are long? and documentaries are short. So I just had one thought, which is to do with the production function. So in other words, the relationship between output and cost. Something you touched on earlier, Fraser, which is if you want to make a drama, there's a lot of cost involved in getting... Before you the cameras start rolling, you've got to write a script. You've got to hire actors. You've got to you, cast tons of sort. stuff, yeah. exactly. Tons of stuff you've got to do. Once you get there, actually a five-hour film isn't going to cost a lot more than a one-hour film really well for drama i mean because you know and and actually if you've got if you're filming a drama normally you'll end up with tons of unused footage which you know ends up on the cutting room floor um and often the challenge is getting it down to the length that you want not getting up whereas
0: if you're um, there's an economy of scale that means that i mean but yeah keep going the
1: length is not it, it, it's like the co- most of the costs are up front and once yeah. you've got there, length is going to increase costs a bit, but not that much, right? Um, I w- whereas I just contrasted with, say, making a, a documentary where um, the... I, I And again, this is a hypothesis, but, you know, that roughly a 60-minute documentary will probably cost you twice as much to make than a 30-minute documentary because you haven't got to do all that stuff about actors and scripts and like. It's only a hypothesis. As I said, I can't prove that... Um, with any data that I found, but um, and the other thing that it occurred to me is just to do with uh, and this is sort of to do with the same thing, but that um, uh, unless you spend a lot on a drama, it's going to be bad because actors like uh, basically actors are really bad until they're really good. Like, suspension of disbelief is expensive. There's a and lot around you, it that needs to help support yeah, that suspension. That's yeah, why exactly. Like, in a way, really everything important. has to be right. Whereas a badly made documentary actually can still be 50% as informative as a well-made one. Yeah. Um, a badly made drama is, is horrendous to watch. But right? how so does I, this
0: all fit into where we view it? Right.
1: So I suppose g- going back to that original question is if you're making a drama, you don't want to do all that and then make a 10-minute drama. Mm. Like, the optimal thing is to do all that and make something really, really long. Crank that handle as long as you can, which explains why you have you can. seven or
2: eight seasons exactly. of all these things. Yeah.
1: Whereas, whereas if you're making a documentary, it, it can just be as long as it needs to be. Yeah, and 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 so that that is a driver of length, uh, which which and then combined with the other observations we've made it might explain why you get a special place for
0: short documentaries and a special place for long TV programs. Just before Tom comes in. Um, and something we haven't mentioned about it, by the way, how much drama there is around at the moment. Because we said, well, mm. we posed the question, why isn't it on YouTube? But actually, we're living in the golden age of drama, they say, you know, because right. there's loads of it being pumped out
3: everywhere. Let's have Tom and then I want Chris and then we need to move towards a conclusion. So my point is very brief. I just think another driver of length in dramas is cliffhangers. A lot of dramas to get people to watch the next episode will end with a cliffhanger, either a big one or a little one to tease, make you think, oh, well, come back and watch the next episode. There was a cliffhanger every 10 minutes of the drama one you'd need to have terrible writing to support that mm. two it would just be exhausting mm. I'd, I'd get three cliffhangers in and think god i'm not watching any more of this
2: although they do want to drive you through the program because obviously some people just stop watching it after after a period of time yeah but, but yeah and i think i think the other thing we've overlooked is a documentary is very easy to watch in a one-off right you watch yeah. one documentary of a of a season of documentaries that'd be fine you can't do that with a drama really you have to you you buy into the whole thing so it's yeah, yeah. not just it's not just oh a, a drama is an hour long and a documentary is half an hour it's like a documentary is half an hour and a drama is potentially 50 hours because you're watching a whole mm. load of them by the way i know
0: i, I want you to continue but i just thinking about my point about that there's a lot of drama around at the moment there's a lot of serial drama and um, I think a lot of it's quite overcooked and a bit too beefed up these days. The, um, they've turned it into a 10 part series, but it could have been done in a, yeah. a in an hour and a half film yeah. back in the old days. Yeah. I find that a lot, I feel. Um, um, Chris? Yeah, so
2: I was just going to say, I mean, you mentioned that we're in a golden age of drama, right? And. Um, uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to question that, and I'm I'm going to move. I think I'm going to move us towards potentially a, con- a conclusion here, or or at least a concluding question. Um, and uh, so so YouTube users, um, uh, 2017 there were one one and a half billion YouTube users. Uh, I thought it was going down. I don't know why I thought it was going down, but 2018—it's uh, gone up every year since 2017, uh, and 2021 is 2.25 billion. And I think by 2025, it's forecast to have grown to nearly three, three billion. Right. So, so YouTube is actually seems to, in terms of users, seems to be going up. Um, Netflix, uh, very recently, uh, as it was in the news, has gone. Two hundred and twenty million users uh, obviously you have to pay for it so it's going to be um, it, it, there's going to be fewer of them they recently lost uh, two hundred thousand viewers out of two hundred and twenty million so a tiny fraction that that um, information knocked fifty billion dollars off their off their share price in in, in a Um so so you know not as many viewers of this this Drama service and starting to drop potentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you then look at um, TikTok. Uh, TikTok was in twenty seventeen there were sixty five million users. There are now twenty twenty one they reached a billion users. Right, they're on that really high growth curve at the, uh, at the moment. So the question the question is that I think is quite interesting that people would you know seek to try and find out the answer is what's what's next assuming sort of drama is potentially not in its ascendancy and short form video is and medium form video is kind of you know chugging up slowly what's the next growth area you know is it is it blogs through through substack is it podcasts or is there something that we've no idea what it what it is and it's going to get its own it's going to get its own platform and to to come back to tom's point and a point that i think we've all picked up on is which comes first you know the chicken the chicken and egg situation does the platform come first and create a new media or does a new media come along and demand a platform, and you get these weird emergent things? Like I, I don't know what people thought Twitter was going to be for, but it probably wasn't what it turned out out to be. So how how do you guess what that next that next thing is? I've
1: got uh, another g- g- very much related to that. I was wondering if because these things are all relatively nascent, uh, whether in fact we're just we, there is actually the right way of doing it. There isn't the YouTube. And the TikTok video and they're different to the Netflix. It's just that they're coming at it from different ends. And actually, is there going to be a convergence? Is is what I was thinking. And I think there are some indicators that YouTube might be gradually becoming more like TV. Mm-hmm. So one thing, video length. Um, I, it's, this conflicts with Tom's data actually, so I'm not sure which is right. It's it's definitely the right ballpark. There's sometimes but screen live events as well. Yeah. Right. Right, and, and of course now you can get films on YouTube and stuff so they, definitely trying to be a TV channel. but the average video length when YouTube started in 2005 was two minutes. and it's now I've got data saying 15 minutes in 2018, but that could be measuring something different, but Tom was saying 11, 50 it basically it's gone up by, by a factor of you know between five and 10. Um, and I was also interested in concentration because obviously one of the things of YouTube is that uh, there's billions of channels. And if it starts to become more like a normal TV platform, you might expect to see it converging into sort of a small number of highly professional channels. And hey, presto, we're back to having, you know, the BBC and ITV equivalents put on YouTube. Um, Now, you can't there aren't there's not very good data on that. So what I did was I looked at the, the number of subscribers for the most subscribed channel as a percentage of all YouTube users, right? So in 2010, the most subscribed- It's gonna be something dire, go on. Well, the most subscribed channel had uh, I think 2 million subscribers and there were 200 million users, which means one in a hundred people were subscribed to the most subscribed channel. Uh, I I, I did know, but I haven't written it down, I'm afraid. Probably something on quantum mechanics. Um, And then in 2021, uh, that ratio had dropped to 10 to one. so in other words one out of 10 YouTube subscribers have subscribed to the to the most popular yeah. channel which is a thing I think called T series. Okay. It's a Hindi music channel cool. has passed me by okay. I, I'm afraid <laughs> to say but um, but anyway so I thought that was interesting so so it does seem to be that there's increasing concentration again more like a TV, Channel and perhaps you know when we start to see bigger budgets involved because you know the money can get quite big when you have that many subscribers, um, you know producing their own content Um, and hey Presto we might be back to you know maybe we'll end up converging on half hour long episodes of uh, dramas who
0: knows but I'm I'm just saying I think there's some indication that that might be happening. I like that, interesting. Okay, all right. I've got a question. Imagine a future, say five years from now, and each of you has your own YouTube channel. Um, Which is a raging success you Mm. get a fair chunk of change each month from YouTube because you've got so many subscribers and so on What is your YouTube channel?
3: Well uh, based on Chris's analysis there seems to me like shorter is better You know TikTok's growing very fast with very short videos. I think the next thing's just gonna be still images (laughs) Mine's just gonna be pictures one second
0: But this is so cynical it's make me what of about money. 24 no, no, but,
3: pictures a second?
1: No,
0: but hold on, hold on. And each one is slightly different from the previous one. <laughs> but all, no, but hold on because we all, no, I think you've you've not taken this in the spirit with which I've asked <laughs> it. Because first of all, you're saying hey, this will be really successful. Well, actually you're already a success. So, and I don't think actually you're really into it, single images. So, young Spence, I want you to think about that and answer again. Not right now necessarily. Um, what, are you, what are you dying to tell the world? What is it you? What is yeah? What is it your uniqueness that you can share with the world? Um, anyone? Well, I I would I, I there's a channel
1: called Heavy Cardboard, <laughs> which does um, playthroughs of. Uh, board games but usually big serious board games that take three hours um and so they they just have these they live stream people playing board games yeah i love it i would go there but i would i would i would crank up the production quality uh so that and and have uh, sort of historical commentary and things so i'd like uh, i'd like to get you know two people for example playing um, playing you know no retreat the russian front or something yeah. but as they're doing it there's a group of historians yeah. analyzing what's happening and saying oh this is just like you know uh, the battle of um, sevastopol or something I, I would love that i do, would do i you would watch nothing the, there at there yeah, was, time commanders uh, well
2: there yeah, was well, there's time commanders but i was going to say on bbc 2 like in the late 70s and early 80s yeah. there was a there was a chess there was oh, a okay. chess. Oh one. yeah, Raymond
1: yeah. Snoddy used to present. Yeah, uh, and, and a I chess used to.
2: Yeah. I used to watch it bizarrely, and it was really entertaining. Well,
1: people watch sport, right? Mm. And they watch video games. Mm. So why? I mean, I'm just saying. Let's do yeah. the same. Let's, let's take the same production
0: quality but do it for board games. Well, we, I would I would love that. I'd yeah. watch it non-stop. That sounds good. I yeah. like the nice answer. And what's nice is we already know that that's a massive success because I said to you as I said, you know, 5 years from now yeah. and you've got all these followers. That's
2: what you're doing. Brilliant. Great. Okay. I can see why they follow you. Yeah. Thanks. Um Chris yeah, I, I mean, I think for me, the the th- when I think of YouTube, I think of uh, or, and um, you know other kind of video platforms. I think of influencers, right? That, that so when you asked the question, I was thinking, well, what what on earth would I? Do? And and I found it such an abhorrent concept that essentially, I I wouldn't want to do it for all the money and all the followers in in in. China and the rest of the world. Um, so, so you, can- <laughs> so I, I'd just be a recluse. Like the, th- the you, you know the thought of being in the Truman Show or something. Yeah. is Just, I, I, it's it's like the Queen's Jubilee recently. I was like, well, you know, there's no way anybody can imagine that is a life of, of privilege living in a goldfish bowl like that. So, um, so yeah, just not on not on any kind of channel. But getting the money anyway. And well, and as we know, you're a massive success mm. in doing this. You've got lots of subscribers.
0: So yeah. y- you remind me of, of 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 Black Mirror, fifteen million credits, whatever it's
3: called, an angry man holding a, a shard. Oh of, yeah, yeah. That's
0: you yeah, on the X- shouting that right. at the camera, shouting.
3: yeah <laughs> oh, I'm I'm picturing Chris just uploading hundreds of videos that are just five minutes of silence and a black screen, yeah. and everyone loves it because it's a chance to yeah How yeah well,
1: it's got popular trope isn't it like in uh, reginald perrin when he sets up that shop called grot because he wants it to be a failure and it's a re- <laughs> or the, in the producers you know where where i can imagine chris trying to set up a deliberately bad youtube channel that'll fail and he accidentally does it so well that he's, he's the most subscribed channel yeah in the world yeah yeah
3: okay nice uh tom so if i was showing my my interests on youtube um I would like to have a channel about spices. Mm. Spices are really interesting. Ooh. Uh, and there's a lot of different things you can say about them. You can talk about the chemistry, you can talk it's about, about the, history, the, yeah, the history. Yeah, the history, the botany. just spices have great histories. Really, in a way, spicy histories of mm. smuggling and crime and all this sorts. This is brilliant. Uh, and then there's also the cooking element. Yeah. You can learn how to use them, especially with more obscure spices. So I think that would that would be something I would enjoy doing. Nice. And I hope other people would enjoy as well. Because also, I suspect that. I wonder if there's. I doubt there's anything like that now because there'll
0: be lots of. It will immediately be like cooking stuff that's out there right now. I, think, I think
3: the the division at the moment would be more in the, the genre rather than the content. So you'd have things about history that might touch right, on spices. Right. You exactly. have things about like cooking that might touch on spices. But it wouldn't be about spices with a range of different jobs.
1: Well, the thing that uh, that sounds most similar to, to me, is the periodic table of videos, which is this fantastic series on chemistry. I, I don't, I've never really been into chemistry. I don't really get it. Um, but it's this uh, Professor Polyakov, I think, who is with the a great hair. crazy-haired chemistry professor. And every every episode is about a different element. And they just talk about all the stuff that that element is used for and oh. why it's interesting and it's about 10, 15 minutes long. I can imagine there being, oh, it's cinnamon this week and, you know, you get the history, you get the, you get the cooking tips, you know, you get the chemistry of it. It would be really good. Nice.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad I asked this question um fraser what's fraser tv like well yeah no
2: i'm, <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> but just to say even though you're a raging su- success on youtube with that that lends itself really nicely to podcasts i think what oh I've, I've
3: also monetized it into a series of best-selling cookbooks good you um, spun it out nice yeah, yeah.
0: great brilliant yeah.
3: mine i don't know
0: i mean i'd like there's a few other things need to happen first for mine for what i think i want mine to be but First of all, I need well mainly, I need to transform myself into an amazing blues pianist, okay? Mm. Um, I'm already an okay, well, no, I'm actually quite a poor blues pianist, but um, it would be some sort of travel log um, where usually I'm gonna be going, I think it's gonna be going around America, mainly in the deep south, and it'll be a travel log with me, and actually Jules Holland did this once, I've seen him in, in BBC docs sitting down with people like uh, uh, Fats Domino um visiting these blues legends and sitting with and exploring different um branches of blues and jazz um but there's always got to be a bit where i'm performing with a with a with a legend or in a band and like adulation and and there may be some some bits where i'm saying well you can do this as well showing you know that's that's what i imagine each one at least where you
2: teach the blues legends how to play the piano is that what you are (laughs) saying yeah Yeah. that would be good but no i'm passing jules holland
3: with you on this trip no it's just oh, me okay it's just me and some blues legends yeah, and just
2: ex- and maybe
1: a bit i of think c- fraser would expose jules holland for the piano fraud that yeah, he is that's it so something like that show
0: poor old Jules. yeah up. i think we're talking a minimum of an hour for each yeah, you
1: better get a move on because
0: a lot of these old blues legends aren't very around anymore uh, well absolutely and that is an issue i think that's what
3: my you could said. always edit in the bits of you being really good at piano later yeah. yes start with meeting them learn later yes okay. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. But I definitely need to sort of get on the learning blues bit, I think, you know. So, so yeah. Okay, we'll stop there. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Chris Rack, Tom Spence, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>